Bandes Joe and so I face the final curtain. <laughs> you can't, I'm not a queer. I saved my curse of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full. Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. This is Ben Reiser for the Lifers Podcast, reporting live from Shank Hall, night one. Woo. I've got Jerry, who traveled a million miles to be here. Four, 450, but yeah, who's counting? counting, you know. I'm Aaron, and I traveled from Eagle River, Wisconsin. <laughs> and right now, we're just looking at the amazing walls of the Shank Hall, which is not only carpeted, but covered with photographs, yep. wall-to-wall photographs of, like, everyone who's ever played here. One of my first shows I ever went and saw was actually Southern Culture on the Skids back in Louisville. So, but that's a name I haven't heard in forever. And on the wall here is a very early picture of Theory of a Dead Man. But it just goes to show Milwaukee has small-ass clubs, too. <laughs> now, I will say that Shank Hall, for, like, a carpeted venue, which is so weird to me that there's carpeting here, it doesn't stink the way you think. Like I mean, I guess it's been so long since there's been a smoking ban that they've shampooed this thing enough yeah. that there's no smell of smoke. But you still think it would be like kind of like mildewy or something, but it's not, right? It smells nice. I mean, not nice, but neutral. <laughs> Jaybird, dude. Hello. How you doing, man? I'm around by myself. Uh-huh. I'm all right. I have a drink. I've got my... Uh, this is a, a bullet... Uh, bourbon on the rocks, a double. I just have a small little tidbit. It's not that exciting, but I thought it was at the time. I remember when I went to um, Local H on Here Comes the Zoo tour. My boyfriend at the time and I were like very determined to go just talk to Scott, and he was outside afterwards, and it was kind of funny because like he was just messing with people, kind of, and like we go to step towards him and he starts walking this way. And then everybody walks this way. And then he turned around and started walking this way. And everybody walks it. So he's just fucking with everybody, going back and forth, watching the crowd go back and forth. Like a little follow the leader game. My boyfriend at the time took off his shoe and gave it to Scott. And he's like, will you sign this, Scott? And he's like, sure, sure, what do you want? And uh, he's like, just write something clever, okay? And he's like, okay. 
and he wrote something clever on the shoe. And that was just our fun little story, but Classic. I just always remember that and it was really funny. Typical funny Scott, you know, just being his dry sense of humor. At the uh, Pack of the Cats anniversary tour, he, I was wearing pajamas. Yes. And uh, he, I asked him to sign the collar. I said, sign it on the collar. He, he signed it on the collar. Yeah, nice. That's <laughs> By the way, Jerry is super fucking tall, and so I have to, I have to take this digital recorder and like l raise my arm just to get him. All right. Uh, the first show I actually went to was the uh, Pack Up the Cats anniversary tour, like a headliner's music. Oh, call. dude, you're a newbie. Well, well, I, I've been a fan for forever. Just never went to a show, and um, like I was like right in the front row, and like Journey Encore did they did Toxic, which you can see me bouncing around on on the video of that online. Uh -huh. But then like I, th I think it was like um or the Killing Moon, I think they played at that point. Oh wow! And and like um I, I turned my back to the stage for some reason. I don't know what it was. The next thing I know, Scott crouched down, gave me a kiss on the side of the head, like right at top of it, and just just <laughs> hopped down, started dancing with this drunk, drunk chick in the audience. And at one point, I think he got like carried away. Like we actually crowd surfed him back. To the um, back to the merch stand. I've seen that happen. I was, yeah. I was at that show. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Was, that was a great show. Were you the drunk chick that he was dancing with? Probably. Blonde blonde wig, probably. Yeah. Then there was like, like a Cosmic Charlie's. Um, Scott told us a story that actually happened like earlier that day. Cosmic when, Charlie's? Yeah. Where's yeah. that? What's that? Uh, that was in Lexington. Yeah. yeah, it was in Lexington, Kentucky. It got shut down shortly after COVID too because they couldn't keep up. But sure. like he told us a story about like how. They had to stop at a rest stop, like uh, on the like on their way to the venue, and because God used bathroom, he ran in there. First stall he went into, there was like a, a toddler pretty much taking a piss. So he used a toddler ass, like hanging out, and it just ruined his entire day. It was like one of the funniest things that I'd heard like in ages. So, yeah, that, that, was, that was a great moment because he like actually stopped the show. He's like, I gotta talk to you guys about what happened to me earlier. What about you, Jesse? You got anything? Got any anecdotes to share? Uh, first time I saw Local H was at the Altar Bar in Pittsburgh. Uh, they had pews separating uh, 21 and over and under. Oh, nice. So at the end of the show, Scott came out, was walking on the pews and playing and singing. It was fucking great. <laughs> All right, Giovanni, when did, when did you first start seeing Local H? 1996, um, they came out in support for Salt. Salt was a band that was on the radio. I forget the song, Bluster, that's what it was. And, um, so you didn't know Local H? I didn't know them. You went to see Salt, and they were opening. They opened up. And they blew your mind. I was like, I can't believe this. This is insane. And then time passed, and then when was your next encounter well, with them? I was telling Gabe the other day that they played a radio show. Uh, it might have been the Camp KOME, the first one, and they were backstage. And I was, a co-worker had access to go backstage at the Shoreline Amphitheater. So I see Joe walk by, I see Scott walk by, but I don't really recognize him. I see Gabe, and this is my first encounter from that previous show, and I'm totally dumbfounded. I'm like, I know that guy. I don't know how I know him, but I know that guy. So are you a guy who goes to live music a lot? Like, that's your thing? Like, you go see I, bands play a lot? I time? used to, but I started... All those shows started to dip into my local H money. And so then, now I am the, the closed-minded guy that only goes to local H. Only buys local H. I remember being at my daughter's soccer game, 
and listening to Hallelujah, I'm a bum and ear, and ear, with earphones so I didn't have to listen to the other parents on the sideline. Uh, but, um, Were they fighting? Were they all like Oh wait, well they're the just kids? like, yes, they're or always they yelling at the kids. It, it, all the above. And all <laughs> it all drives me crazy. I'm like, just shut the fuck up and let the kids play. Who cares? There was all these people touring, going with Local H to all these different cities, and I didn't know how they did it. I was just like, that's amazing. And then that's when I started doing back in 2015 or 2016. How do you do it? What do you do for a living? What's going on with you? What you I, get all this free time. How I'm lucky is I got a really great job. Um, and you can do it from anywhere? Is it, no. Are you able I, to work while you're on the, on the road? I work for an airline. I oh, put, yeah. I used to put peanuts on airplanes but now we don't put peanuts on airplanes. So I just put sodas and snacks on airplanes. And I, I'm lucky. I, mean, I have 26 years with a company. And So what are you saying? You get miles? Like uh, How it works is I you just fly non-rev. So I'm not paying for my ticket. It's all standby. And I'm lucky. I'm backstage with Local H at Shank Hall. I'm watching Ryan tape up his fingers. Is this a nightly ritual, or are you this just fucked a, up by the end of this tour? No, this is a nightly ritual. I used to not tape, and when I did on my first few tours, my hands would look like hamburger meat after. Yeah. The troubled areas. Yeah, there's like multiple layers of tape and different color-coded tapes. Do they have a, are they different? The color-coding doesn't mean much. It's whatever is available, but I use athletic tape for a nice base, because uh-huh. that sticks to my fingers, yeah. and then I use Ren, Ren Renfrew. You didn't know that, did you? Hockey tape to go over the top, and that's the stuff I used to use. Wait, what do you call this? That's the it's hockey hockey stick. Oh, yeah. So I use that, and this is stuff that when it gets warm, it flexes. Because I used to do like duct tape. Now, what's the white tape underneath the? That's just an extra roll. Oh, okay. So yeah, this is the base. Here goes red. All right. So I usually try to do it right when they start. Arms up. Alright, I'm gonna go watch them. I gotta go watch Radke, so I'm cutting my interview with Ryan short. We'll catch up to Ryan later. Jamboree in Chicago. I can't remember what channel uh, that was, but it was 12 bands, I think. The Red Hot Chili Peppers headlined. Local H was in the middle of the day. Blink-182 opened that show. They were the first of all all the bands. So, like, what year do you think that was? Oh, my God. It had to be, like, 98, maybe. So you see them whenever you can, or? Yes. Whenever I can. Their sets are so different. That's one of the fun things. I, I tell everyone I can that one of the best tour ideas ever was that Six Angry Elbows. I, I've never heard of anything like that since. That's just fantastic. But when you know that they're going to change it up, there's so many bands you can see the set list and you know that it's going to be that for every show, you know, which has its place if you're doing lights and all of that. But when it's a more intimate experience like this, I really appreciate that. All right, 
A story. Go for it. The time local age played Shank Hall. <laughs> Tonight, you mean? <laughs> well, here's how it goes. Okay. Local age played Shank Hall in 2021. On this very night three years ago, I also saw them play at Shank Hall. Tonight's show reminded me why seeing local age in a small club is so amazing. Because to me, whether it's old music, new music, their best scene in a small, not dirty, but you know, like a dive. You know what I mean? Like their interaction with the fans and just their music in general and the way they play. Also, having seen them so many years, you know, over the years, memories at local age shows are so prominent. They play Creature Comforted tonight, which I believe they said was a fan request. Well, I think it was D from uh, Radke. Okay. <laughs> well, it immediately transported me to Soldier Field when they opened for Metallica because I remember hearing them sound checking before anybody was even in the venue. And then various local age songs remind me of different people. You know what I mean? So it's this, this whole encompassing thing when you see local age. The other thing, three years ago, they played Ain't No Grave, and it was phenomenal. Tonight, we got my favorite cover, Wolf Like Me, with the guys in Red Key, and it was phenomenal again. So I don't know what it is about Shank Hall. I've seen them a few times here over the years. Amazing memories. It's a great room. How was the night one in Shank Hall for you, Scott Lucas? It was weird, you know, it was, it was one of those things. Um, you seemed like you were having some issues, Issues, but they didn't translate to well, it's, standing it's one, out. It's so. one of those things where like, you just feel like you have this thing in your mind where you think the show's going to go a certain way, and then it doesn't, and you just, it, it had nothing to do with anything, it just had to do with... Like, come up here, Ben Riser. Sure. You got a couple pedals. Here we are behind all the pedals. Okay, so you come over here. And there's just something about, and what I usually try to do is see how I put my vocal effect pedal right on that line. Yeah. So I know that everything is straight. Right. But once I get up here, sometimes it just doesn't feel right. And so you're up here and you have to deal with the whole show and it doesn't feel right. Is it like an OCD thing? It's a total OCD thing. And and I don't like to think that I am one of those guys, but I think I am one of those guys. And so like I sit here. So the angle of the different pedal boards was not to your It was not to my liking. So look, look at the mic here. Here it is. So I just feel like I couldn't really see Ryan to my liking. And then there was just, there was also this thing where like, because you were too far forward? Yes, I'm a little too far forward. So tomorrow I will back up a little bit. But, uh, but I don't know, sometimes... And the other thing is, there's a lot of people here tonight that I knew who they were, right? And that's... What does that do for you? It doesn't, it doesn't let me forget myself and become anonymous for people. So now that... You know, I got contacts last year, right? So... Oh, so you're seeing people better than it's ever. It's fucking me up in a way. And I'm starting to think I'm going to go back to not having contacts. Because I sit there and I look at people's faces and and I see that they're happy. But I, I it means nothing to me. You know what I mean? It, not that it means nothing to me. It doesn't help the show. 
Does that sound awful or horrible? No, I I just I feel bad because to me this was one of the most energetic and like fucking dialed in. That's that's what's crazy. I didn't feel that way at all. I thought that people were bored out of their minds. No. And and so we're back here, and uh, you know what a bass trap is? Yes. Okay, so. There's an energy bass trap in this room. So, like, like yeah. I can't tell what's going on out there. Right. Even though I can see it. But I can't feel it. And so, like, I'm like, come on. Are you guys having a good time or not? You know? And, and Ryan tells me this all the time. He's like, relax. If you're having a good time, stop being a great grubber. You know, like the great grubber. <laughs> and yeah. welcome to the dollhouse. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that sometimes. But I also want to make a real connection to people. And if I feel like I'm not making a connection to people... I don't know what the fuck I'm doing up here, you know? So, once again, it's me not really realizing how good I have it, you know? And I, that's my curse, problem, whatever. Let's just go eat some pizza. Come All on. right. What is wrong with people being vegan? Why, why are so many people, like, threatened with vegans? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not threatened at all about people being vegan. I'm just like, I have this thing in my head that like, if it's vegan, there's something good missing from this cookie. I don't know why. Well, what even, it, what is, what is missing from a vegan cookie? Like really? lard or some shit? Probably. Hate. Oh, it's I made with hate? Not, <laughs> not dairy butter. Mm, but salt hate. They're delicious. <laughs> 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 so, uh, Ben, the, uh, Radke guys are cinephiles. Yeah, you told me that they saw Possession. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm talking about you like you're not in the room. They're going <laughs> to see Antlers tomorrow. Is that playing here in Milwaukee? No, they're not going to see a movie. They're just going to go... Oh, this is Matt. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Janine, you want some pizza? pizza? I'm from Pizza Shuttle. Janine. Ben, hi. Hi. You never Holy shit. Was on the podcast. Uh, on the... You on the... Yeah, you guys talk. Oh, uh, over in the internets. You guys had a chat, shit. What? That's awesome. Wait a minute. In the flesh? What? Yeah. Are you Team Local H now? Mm -hmm. tell? Well, yeah. Fuck yeah. This is amazing. I've been Team Local H before they knew that I was Team Local H. What? Oh, yeah. Why? That happens. Why do you think you went through the torture of Soul Asylum? <laughs> <laughs> Sucka. Sucka. I'm going to take this weird one in the mouth. Take it off. Yeah, we all ate the, the first one, so that's... Do you want my olives? Okay. So, D, you uh, sang lead on Bound tonight. Is this the first time this tour you've done that? Or no. am I walking in mid... How many how many times have you done it now? Uh, it's probably like the third or fourth. Oh, yeah. Third or fourth time? I would say fifth. You know, I, I, fifth? Four, D, I, I think time is a flat circle, and you've probably been saying lead unbound since I wrote it. Yeah, the, that was one of the first songs I heard from from Local H was Bound for the Floor, and I really liked that song. That's one of my favorite ones, and I, he, you know, he asked me what songs, you know, we wanted to play, and that was one of the ones that I asked, and there was a uh, Creature Comforted... There was right, also... So we played Creature Comforted tonight. Yeah. Really badly. Like, Ryan played it well, but I played it really badly. I enjoyed it. And, and, I enjoyed uh, it, though. It was not enjoyable. Thank you very much <laughs> for requesting it. Not cool. 
I was like, oh. And there were people in the front watching me going, nope, oh, that's yeah. not how you play it. <laughs> yeah. Those aren't the lyrics. Nope. Yeah, I, I, I still enjoyed it. What's your other favorite? Uh, I like Fritz's Corner. Yeah, well, we play that That's all one the of time. my favorite. That's one I, I oh, mentioned. That's when you said you wanted to sing. Yeah. I said, no, buddy. That's my fucking shit. <laughs> Yeah, that but was, you that were was cool close. with handing bound over. Yeah, yep. Yeah, well, you know, the other night, we're we were in Philly, and you, it, the stage was so small. You're like, I don't want to sing it, and I was like, All right, that's cool. I'll sing it. So I sang it, and then as I was playing it and singing it, I realized how much I missed you singing with me, and like mm -hmm. how much I'd come to rely on you singing with me, mm -hmm. and so I was like. Oh shit! I gotta like I gotta sell this whole thing, <laughs> you know? Because like for a while there, I was like, oh, I get to sing backup on this song, mm -hmm. and then I couldn't do that. And uh, yeah, you fucked my world up. Thanks. <laughs> Is this the first time you've handed lead sing duties over to somebody on that song or any song? I hand them over to anybody who wants them. <laughs> like I just I don't want them. It's like, can I sing later? It's like, yeah, fucking yeah. play the guitar, play the drums, do whatever you want. You guys should switch sets. You should front local H. Well, there and you should front Radke. There was a uh, one show that we went to, and he they covered uh, what was it, Romance Dawn? Yeah, that was cool. To wow. burn up. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Did it. yeah. Yeah, that was cool to see. Cam recognizes um, game. And that was a good song, <laughs> and we were like, we did it in the middle of a high five. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that there was, was cool. A band from our hometown that hates us. Uh huh. That loves you guys. Wait, there's a when you did our song, it was, you could just feel. Yep, the they looked back at us and were like, "Yeah, that's right." <laughs> <laughs> What was the band? Oh, Rami Memo. Rami Memo. Rami Zero? Rami Memo. Okay. Rami Memo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. How do you know they hate you? That you can, Word gets around. Word well, gets man. around. <laughs> the uh, scenes are tough. Like, they're like, why are these guys... Right. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, they're always yep. getting the breaks. Why are why 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 are you always getting the breaks? <laughs> huh? Yeah, how did you get that Foo Fighters gig? Uh, we don't talk about that here. Oh. <laughs> I mean, not that this isn't a step Foo up. Fighters. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Yeah, L7 was. Like, oh yeah. L7. Yeah, Jennifer. Is it L7 or L7? So basically, Dad Radke. Dad Key. Steals all my shirts. So every day I'm walking and it's like he's like, "What's up?" And he's got like the Scorsese Scorpion shirt, or he'll be like, "What's the other shirt you stole from me?" I've got that. Which John one? Carpenter shirt. Which one? John Carpenter. Oh yeah. Oh, what's the John Carpenter shirt? Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen the Carpenter shirt where it's the Carpenters with the they live. Oh place? yeah, yeah, yes. yes, yeah, yeah. What was the other shirts he stole from me? Sex Panther. Oh. Sex Panther, yeah. That's yeah. Nice he stole the Sex Panther shirt from black. So wait, will you literally what go online after you see Scott in a shirt? And <laughs> <I don't. laughs> That's exactly oh, what he does. But I gave him a source for one of my t-shirt sources oh. tonight. Oh, okay. It has so many amazing. Uh, shows. Yeah, well, it's, a two -way it's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. So, what's the point of this story? <laughs> oh, okay. So, I, w I went to the L7 boat show and I had uh, this shirt. And it was Marsha Brady, 
and there were a bunch of band-aids. And then between each band-aid, it would say, oh, my nose. So there's a band-aid on our nose, and then a band-aid, oh, my nose, band-aid, oh, my nose, band-aid, oh, my nose. Right. That was, that's why I brought this up. Wow. All right. I do not have that shirt. Do you want it? Not yet. Not tomorrow. Yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm hitting the brain shirts tomorrow. Hey everybody, it's uh, it's like 12.30 in the morning. I called an Uber just now from Shank Hall to get me back to my hotel. This uh, lady who picked me up in the Uber uh, asked me uh, how my night was, and I said, uh, great. And she said, uh, what were you doing? And I said, uh, I, was, I saw a concert at Shank Hall. She asked me what uh, what concert it was. She was surprised to hear that there was live music happening. And uh, uh, she was playing this like Middle Eastern dance music, it sounded like, in the car so I almost didn't say the name of the band because I just figured it would just complicate things um, uh, but I did I said oh uh, this is band uh, Local H and as soon as I said that she freaked out and hit her uh, playlist uh, that she was listening to on her phone and uh, like on the same playlist that she was listening to this Middle Eastern dance music she had uh, uh, Bound on it and, and I guess uh, she's been a long time major fan of Bound and um, has a whole story about uh, copacetic, uh, the word. And uh, anyway, so she uh, has made a U-turn and we're heading back to Shankall because she uh, is desperate to talk to Scott. So I'm going to see if I can make that happen. Okay, here we go. Yeah, what, right, tell so me what happened. I got into your Uber. You told you to take me to your, the hotel. And what's your to- name? Shondell. Nandel? Shondell. 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 All right, so you picked up Ben, and then what happened? He said he was at a he was at a concert here, and I'm like, oh, well, who's playing? <laughs> I, and he said local something, so in my the, my normal brain, I'm thinking, oh, it's just like a local band or something like that. Right. And then I heard it, and then it like, then I heard it again, like it, like it triple ticked in my brain to realize who he's talking about. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, oh my god! Tell him the story. Tell him. Tell I, him about the I, word. I said it's the last big word I learned. Copacetic, <laughs> really? Yeah. Did like, you tell me it was the last big word your mother taught yeah, you? Yeah, my mother taught me the, my last big word. Oh, uh, so you? And she your, passed, mo- your mom liked words. Yeah, it was yeah. the last big word she ever was taught she me. Was she English teacher? No, she just was like just a super. She just smart liked words. She, just, she was just super smart. I don't know, smarter than me. Yes, smarter than me too. I was like I was like thirty two when I. When I asked her, I was like, what does that even mean? You know what she said? She knew. She knew what it meant. And it's literally the last word, big word I've ever, I've ever learned. Uh, and then you heard that song after? No, no, I've, it was always a song that I liked. It was always oh. a song that was, it was like one of my top songs for like your whole life. So it doesn't, it's, it has more to do with your mom. Yeah. Yes, what, what, I like that. No, what imprinted on know. me she loves forever yeah. was, I was like, well, you know, you like stuff and you don't really understand it until yeah. and then you get older and you're like, well, now it's time to learn about it. And, and I asked her and she knew, she understood it. I, I was like shocked that she even knew the definition of it. Because um, I didn't even know the definition of copacetic. Because she was, she was and in she's the Marines, washing my right? Kitchen she was in the Marines because that's where I learned it from the Marines. Really? Well, yeah, I watched sure war movies. Like she was I was watching war movies, and they that always say copacetic. <laughs> she made us wash with toothbrushes. I mean, we had to clean our bathroom with toothbrushes because yeah. institutionally, she was institutionalized, but not because of the Marines. Um, All right. So it was, and it wasn't jail either, just a lot of foster home, whatever. Okay. Never mind. Okay, wait, but can is, we get her into the show tomorrow? Night? Oh, my God, please. Uh, Are you guys sold out? Yeah, no, we can get you in. 
Oh my god! Just give him your Send info. Send me your info. Get, yeah, well, we'll, we'll you, trade. Uh, well, we're connected via bad. Uber. You're still going home, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so give him your info and we'll get you in. We'll oh see god. you tomorrow, okay? okay. All right, oh bye. God. So we're backstage with Shan Call night two. That's right. Electric Boogaloo. Well, I mean, here's the thing about night two. You could say that tonight is Shan Call the sequel. Part two, but but it really is. This was the first night that was booked. This is opening night of this tour. This was supposed to be opening night of this yeah. tour. We should still think of it that way. Yes. So, in some ways, this is a prequel. So, we're living in a prequel right now. It's it's a total mind blower because it's a sequel and a prequel. Well, prequels are sequels. Oh yeah. You make a great point right there. Specifically like that, but that's so true. But it's also it's also the end of the tour and the beginning of the tour. It's almost like time is a flat circle, which she said last night. So what's next for Radke after this after this monumental tour? Do you have another one lined up? I'm just doing, doing some recording. We've oh. got a lot of song ideas and what? yeah, yeah, we gotta gotta get some down. Like just a lot of ideas. An album in April, hopefully. What? Put an album out in April? Yeah. And you, and you don't have any finished songs. Dude, that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> crazy. You need to. You need Dude, to see if you can crazy. Are you planning on on pressing it on vinyl? Because. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, last for Green Room, dude, we had eight days to finish the album. It was crazy. Like, dude, I'm talking like ideas that like were half done and all kinds of shit. And it was just like, this is how much time we had. Like, we're always like against the wall when it comes to. You like the pressure? We kind of. You like the pressure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always been how it's, it's like, all right, tough for an album or like an EP or whatever. Like, shit. Uh, good thing you're always kind of working on ideas, you know, or else we'd be screwed, but... I, I mean, we actually have a good amount of... This is a pretty good amount of time for us selling for all, actually, because, yeah, like, the eight days at one time was fucked. At least we had ideas, Huh. How many songs from in the set you're playing on this tour are from Green Room? Three. Oh, three yeah? songs, yeah. Okay. We keep it pretty light on the new songs, generally, just because we give... Sometimes they're too hard to play, honestly. Like, like sometimes it's like, oh man, we gotta like, because even Love Spills, like I remember we didn't know how to play that song for a while. It's like, we gotta figure out how to do this one because it's right. kind of insane. It doesn't really sound like how the song is the way we play it. Like, yeah. That would just be ridiculous. Yeah, sometimes it, it takes a while to learn your own song. Yeah, yeah, because we go for like, just make it the song sound as good as possible then figure it out later kind right. of thing. That's kind of shit when people don't trust themselves or they're not good enough and they gotta try to sabotage the opening band. I mean, that's a tale as old as fucking Peter Grant, I guess, mm -hmm. but I just don't. If your kung fu is good enough, fucking, you know. Exactly. If it's not, don't be the headlining band, motherfucker. Exactly. Like, I mean, I've seen a band lose their in ears and just totally fall apart. And so that's why I don't And then you're also in your 200 cap room using in ears. It's just like. Right. It's rough, man, because I'm like, oh wow, you guys can't play without hearing yourselves all the way in your ears. Yeah. Like I can't. I've had to play the Beatles playing dumb markers. That's yeah. what I always think. So 
I'm just like, dude, you can't play without air. I mean, I'm just shitting on bands right now, but I'm just saying, like, if you take my whole soundtrack, I get to say something. Because I've got to battle shit sound every night, you know? Right. And I know I'm going to battle shit sound every night. Right. You know, so that's a good sleep, you know? Yeah. When you're trying to win over new people. So that, that was always something. So this is this has been kick-ass. Yeah, I thought about giving you guys less room. <laughs> I don't know why there's like a spotlight that night at Vaudeville Views in Des Moines. Yeah, there's this guy who was mad that we... We didn't come out and check out their set. He went up the green rooms five feet from the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember seeing Dad. It seemed like a not very chill situation. I was like, man, what's going on? Yeah, he came over and told me how uncool it was for <laughs> no one from the band to come out and check out their set. <laughs> I told him how uncool it was for him to approach me about this and how we've been on the, on the road for a month and this is our last show before we go home and we're sick and we're tired and I said I'm done talking and we can go outside and talk about it and then his bandmates come over and apologized and it was like ugh dude what do you think we're gonna do we're gonna call Mr. Big and call the white limo and the contract and <laughs> Mr. Big, get out of here. You gotta see this band. Alright, we'll call Mr. Big. See, I've never had a really terrible tour. Like, like I've, I've read from, like, autobiographies and stuff. It sounds like, you know, pretty common, like, that there's this shitty tour, like, but so far, everything's yeah, been, been great. Yeah. Besides a couple soundcheck situations, everything has been really chill. I mean, on the Damned tour, I remember, uh, what was it? What was the band called? Um, the ladies. The darts. The darts, yeah. They like to drink all the beers, but uh, we, we took care of that. Or I did. Uh, so that was good. But no, no big deal. You guys toured with the Damned? The Damned, yeah. It was cool. It was us. There's the Damned, Radkey, and the Darts. Then we had Captain Sensible in our green room every night. Yeah, yeah, he and D really hit it off. He didn't want to hang out with the old guys anymore. So. Yeah, yeah, because D had that sweet Viper amp. Yeah, and it's really loud. So yeah, cool. we were hanging out, and it was sweet. Saw some, saw some interesting things on that tour. So Wolf Like Me, which has become the climax of every show on this tour. Yep. Was it a song that you were into before? Yes, actually. Yeah, I was into the song before. Yeah, I we actually got to see uh, TV on the radio a couple years ago. It was pretty sweet. But yeah, that's a really awesome song. Like, uh, what I like about it is that like whether you like any of TV on the radio songs or not, that song is just like so awesome. Like, it's they really wrote a really sweet song that one. Scott, does it feel to you like you? Like taking ownership of that song now, like it's like. Just um, I don't know. There's been a few covers of it. Uh, hard to tell. I mean, we got that record on in advance a few months before it came out. I think that's also a touch and go record. Or maybe not. I can't. I can't even fucking remember. But we had it, and it was the first song on the record. I know now it's like the fourth song. Right. But the like the original sequence it was like first and I was like fuck man this is great this is like the they killed it I mean I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it 
It was fucking intense from start to finish last night. Yeah, it's like, that's why I've been to 300 local age shows. Now. Yeah. And I just miss it. It's like, especially from like 2008 until you know, 2020, it's like, for a long time I'd go to 25 shows a year. And just, you know, wherever they were. I've, I've seen local age in like 36 or 37 states now. <laughs> what? What, Mike? I'm going to tell you my craziest local age story, although I, I feel like it doesn't have a great ending, but it is my craziest. It was in the early 90s, and I was at the Black Cat in D.C. Uh, I was so excited to be there for the show. I was drinking tequila. I got really warmed up for the show. Nice. So the show starts, and it's intense, and the mosh pit started, right? I'm on the edge of it. I, that's where I normally would be. But all of a sudden, like, somehow my shoe came off and was in the middle of the mosh pit. Like, somebody must have just fucking stepped on it. It's in the middle of the pit. So I had to, you know, go in there and get it. And as I went in to get it, I, you know, took a few blows, probably, but I did get my shoot. But the minute I got back up, the bouncers were grabbing me and fucking threw me out of the show. And I'm like, what, what did I do? But, you know, I'm, I'm the victim. But I got thrown out of the show, missed, like, half of it. And that's my craziest local age story. I'm pretty bummed out about it. She came back here? Yeah. She, she goes, called me. She goes, is Ben back here? I go, is Ben back here? She goes, well, she, obviously, since none of you She called my cell and said, can you come get me? I'm outside and I'm not vaccinated. I'm like, no, I can't get oh, you really? into the fucking club. Yeah. She got in. Sounded great. Sounded great both nights. So. Thank you. Thank you. I felt like uh, the audience was uh, appreciative. Last night was cool, but it was... Uh, Standoffish? Yeah, yeah, it was just a little bit like... I don't know. I was like, man, Local H and Rad Keys, that's like quite the tour. Like, you guys got to be excited for this. Like, if you like rock music, like, Local H, a band that's been directly influenced by that band, how often does that kind of tour happen? So I feel like tonight they appreciated that shit a lot more. Because, you know, we've been trying to make this shit happen for a long time, so. Yeah. I thought tonight was like, okay, nice. I'm going to really give it to you guys. You gave it to them. <laughs> it's a great combination. What a great, you guys should always tour together. That's what like I want to do. a permanent thing. I was, I was, uh, I was going to mention that. I was, saying, I was like, we're going to be touring with Uncle H so, to, to, for the rest of our lives. But I feel like I was already getting, I was so shit-faced by the end. I was like, I'm going to leave these guys alone. <laughs> I've already been too weird. <laughs> I don't know. It was funny when you said that thing, and you're like, I was trying to think of the worst thing I could. <laughs> right? Did you say this is the this is every band's dream? Yeah, this, you're, you're watching a band live their rock and roll dream. <laughs> That's great. Have Which you used true. that line before? I, I I used it really seriously in on the first few days of tour because I really mean it. But this audience, I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna be a little, you know. 
Because it sounded, I don't know, in this room it sounded weird. So I was like, yeah, I guess that's kind of terrible, but it's true. <laughs> they loved it. Good, yeah, like, because I mean, shit, man. I can't, like, because we were um, listening to uh, BMW Man, and I was just thinking, like, their, uh, Ryan was warming up for last night, mm -hmm. and I was just thinking, man, I played so much Halo 3 to this album, and it's just really, it's, it's really a trip being on this tour, you know, it really is. And, and then also, I, I want to say they brought that song back to the set fairly recently. I, I feel lucky to uh, be on this tour with this song, because, like, I know that they weren't playing that song, so it's like, oh, man, because, like, I was telling Scott on our song Judy. Yeah. yeah I mean, did I, did you heard about that? No. Yeah, yeah, our song Judy, because, um, you know, there's, like, the, there's a part where it's E-S-P-N. Yeah, yeah. There's another one. Fizz. So in our song Judy, we go take a seltzer water. Dude, sip. I was gonna ask you, and I was embarrassed to ask you. It's like every time I hear that song, I hear seltzer water. Is, yeah, yeah. Is he really, is he really singing seltzer yeah, yeah, water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so fucking great. It's it's really That's the funny. best line in the history of rock. Dude, thank you. Yeah, because I I picture like imagine being so confident that you like slapped fate in the face. Yeah. And then you crack the seltzer and you just like. Start <laughs> Yeah. That's fucking brilliant. I like I you know every single time I hear that song I'm like I should go to Google these lyrics cuz I want to know what it is cuz I just keep hearing seltzer water but yeah. there's no fucking way that they're really saying seltzer water. Yeah, it's fate. I want to slap you in the face then take a seltzer water sip. God damn. That's that is like the best line I've ever fucking heard. Thank you. And I can't believe I heard it right. Yeah, yeah. Because it's such a, it sounds like such a misheard lyric, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Excuse yeah. me while I kiss this guy. It's like, he's that, like, okay, like, who the fuck out of, like, believe me, until recent times, nobody out of New York City even knew what seltzer was. Yeah. I used to drive around the country and ask for seltzer, and they, they, people, restaurants didn't know what I was talking about. They're like, you mean club soda? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to talk about seltzer. The better stuff. But yeah. now, with all the hard seltzer, it's like a whole fucking national. Yep, it's, it's full a normal thing now it's crazy well, I'm so glad we settled this and in a natural yes. way yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. have to ask a stupid question we got just came into right that. that's insane fuck it this is going to be the best podcast ever <laughs> yes thanks man <laughs> her her it's Ben from the Lifers Podcast oh, here we go okay here's Ben this is her I like Ben very much. The last time I said I didn't like podcasts, I felt like he was offended. No. And I know you weren't, but nor am I. And how are you, motherfucker? So that's I'm not, all right, that's man. <laughs> I heard you were here. And then uh, you can edit this. A couple of midget girls came back in the message looking for you. And they're like, and we didn't really where's Ben, blah, blah. And Lucas like, you're not Ben. And Lucas says, yes, bye-bye, see you later. And booted him from the, the back. I'm at the bar now with Herb Rosen, and we've just ordered some shots. The night is officially kicking off, although Herb, your night kicked off hours ago. Not as many hours ago as my cohorts. Oh, yeah. When you, in my, when you in met my, up with your cohorts, my, they were already... In my limousine. Our bartender's wearing a local age pack-up-the-catch shirt. Just so uh, you yeah, know. so he's on some podcast shit. What is your name, young lady? I'm Venus, just like the planet. 
Just U.S. V-E-N-U-S. V-E-N-U-S. That's just in case I-S and my parents don't know how to spell it. Venus, how long have you been a local age fan? Um, since I was younger. Oh, yeah. This is my 17th year at Shanks, so right. we're just going to go ahead and say since I was right young. Right on. Yeah. money like everybody else so we all fucking flocked to whatever we could to make some money you know but I'm just no but I'm back in my I'm back in my day job what's that um I sell insurance yeah she's the insurance lady like uh like health insurance or homeowners or I do everything oh yeah mostly um I do a lot of commercial which is my preference business insurance that's where I make the most money (laughs) or life insurance I make good money on life and health insurance. I mean, I'll, I'll do whatever. I, I like helping people, so whatever they need, you know, I, I consider myself an educator, so, you know, educate people to make the right decisions.
options and at least if I did my job and they choose not to buy well at least I did my part and you know that's how it should be you know and you know I consider myself an advisor versus an agent because anybody can take a fucking 40 hour class and pass a test and say they're a fucking licensed agent and not know shit about shit you know we have quite a crazy story just the two of you? getting in here. Oh, yeah, guy. you have no idea. Yeah. It's but been he, an adventure. He's been told a little bit. He snuck backstage and this yeah, guy yeah. texted it's, him. It's, it's been an adventure from right, the time I got to I heard the whole part about the guy who wound up walking you in and vouching for you. And yep. then about going backstage for a minute. What else? What's the part oh, I haven't heard my phone died. Yet? How I found yeah. the charger again. Oh, oh, yeah. So we walked on the street yeah. and paid $25 and they gave us free electricity to charge her phone. Oh, wow. Well, we had some really deep mom-to-mom conversation about our grown children and, and our fucked up. And she found a hundred dollar bill. This is like the greatest night of anyone's life. That's what I told her. I was like, fucking A, your luck's turning around. But woman. you didn't use that hundred to bribe them into letting you into this club. Oh, look no. at that. You still got it. I got it. I had to knock it you on the even, floor. What, you didn't even Step use that to it, buy drinks? And, and, and Nope. I told her I was, since I was her guest, that I was paying for oh, it all wait. tonight. So. Wow, wait. You guys are fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we Thank might take so that hundred and drive to the next show. Yeah, yeah. This is last. Is this is Milwaukee's last stop? Tomorrow night in Chicago yeah. at the Metro is their last. And, then the, and they're oh, filming oh. it like they're making a movie out of it. Let's oh, go. that's cool. Uh, woman, I got a day job. I start at fucking nine woman, o'clock in the morning. Woman, she's got a day job. She starts at nine o'clock in the morning. But fuck it. What the hell? You only live once, right? Yeah, we're getting old. We're about to drop dead soon. <laughs> Speak for yourself, woman. Okay, we're not going to drop dead. We will end up in diapers in a wheelchair before we drop dead. So we're on the road to that area. Okay, women, I'm going to the other well, side of that line. Right. My friend Gabe is helping Scott sell merch. No, I thought you said two tapes and one CD. Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. It's so good. So, what was it like being back on stage tonight? Uh, my voice went out pretty quick on Fritz's corner, but other than that, I was fine. Yeah. And I got to hang out and do my thing. Yeah. It looked great. Sounded great. People were thrilled to see you. Yeah. It was a beautiful return. Like a return of the king. That's 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 a high praise there. Return of the Tambo King. Tan Sixteen. Just like it's been my like quarantine fun, you know, like reconnecting with bands, like like bands that I hadn't like followed. You know, you have kids and stuff like that, and then like just sit there and you're working from home. And you just you guys started the podcast, and I'm just like listening and like it help. Yeah, brightens up my week. You know, like Aww. just that extra little bit each week. So I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. I'm so excited that people listen to that show. Yeah, it's I so mean, much fun to do with them. It's like you learn you learn so much more about the band and the people surround the band and all of it like people that have been on the show have been great I mean yeah, yeah. each week I'm like oh that's a great interview I'm like and then somebody else comes on it's just as great Herb did you know you were going to wind up on stage tonight 
Um, you listen, uh, hold on. You listen to me, Ben Reiser, uh, my, my old friend. Did you know you would wind up on stage tonight singing Led Zeppelin? Did you know in advance? No, I did not. I think it went poorly. I think it went yeah, great. Really? Who told you it went poorly? Sounded bad to me. I was happy to be invited, but no, I, I thought it was poor. Right. You've got I your own standards for yourself. No, no. Is you know how much I care ever? None. None ever. But? No, back in the day. Yes. And it was like sing, yeah, and the, yeah, and then all these little twists. But how the guy ruined the show again? I'm like, I, I almost apologized, and then I was like, but not really. Fuck off. Anyway, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for the interview. Great appearance as usual. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for speaking to me for a moment. Uh, would you like to get in a limousine with us go back to Chicago? No. How was night two at Shank Hall for you, Ryan? It was pretty good. I'm just sore. But you got one more night in you? I got one more night. It's gotta be. Oh, it's been. I'm just trying to stay focused on the goal at hand. We're just playing a really good show. Here. And Ryan, I got it. I'm switching it up. How was your second night at Shane Hall? It was a wild night. Yeah. Someone wanted to know what you thought of Ferris Bueller. Uh, I like Ferris Bueller. It's not as good as Weird Science. Oh, that's true. And I think Ferris Bueller is like, oh, what a rebel. He skipped school to go to a Cubs game. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a president. I just find his exploits vanilla. Yeah, you know, Gilbert Gottfried has like a famous rant about how oh, much he, he hates that fucking movie. Really? And that, yeah, that he's a piece of shit, Ferris Bueller, and the, right. the principal is perfectly in the right <laughs> to be doing it. Like when you started like, getting a kitty porn. Well, that's, that's meta.
Fuck them up.